Hello, hello. I am live for the very first time. <laughs> um, waiting for Sarah to join us for this conversation that I'm really looking forward to. Here we go. Hey, Sarah. Okay, just there you are. Hey. Yeah, hold on, let me see. Okay, I think this is better. This okay. is this is this is very line three of us. I was thinking that um it's just really like trial and error kind of with all the different stuff that we do online, um, specifically on TikTok and just all over the place. And so I was excited to do a live with you because it's like the first time that we've ever we've ever experimented with this and then we get to double having the audio for the um live as a part of our podcasting so yeah and yeah it was weird because i like never we've never done an ig live but for some reason when you were talking with me i like just got it I'm like, we have to do an Instagram live. I have no idea why. So there is a divine purpose to all of this. And I see some people have joined. All I see my mom is here. <laughs> Hi, mom. Uh, yeah, so let's get into this. So basically, to anyone on my page, which is where this live will live, I want to kind of introduce you to them. And there is a little introduction of you on my page through We Are the Matriarchy. Um, but basically, Sarah is someone who I'm always in conversation with. And she is she kind of holds this role in a lot of different a lot of her different relationships in life where she's just is so insightful. She's a projector and she always just shares so much potent information that can literally shift the trajectory of your life via astrology, human design, and everything else that she's studying. And I remember this like memory of being, I was probably like 20 or 21, which makes, you know, you were like 18 or 17, however old. And I remember when you got like that big astrology book. <laughs> way back when and so like I that was the inception of it all and so it's been beautiful to see you really dive into those studies and really start implementing it into your life and so I would just love for you to kind of give a background as to how you got into astrology and then because you've been studying astrology for a really really long time and then what made you start to get interest in doing the whole human design experiment oh my god so many things i'm like <laughs> we're not gonna have enough time um to go into all of that but basically just really feeling lost really feeling like i didn't know who it was i was at all and there's reasons for that in my human design um I have an undefined G, which if you have an undefined G center in human design, it means that you don't have a consistent identity. And so I was very fluid in my identity. And I felt like that made something that there was something wrong with me because of not having a consistent identity to kind of go back to. 
and there's no wrong or right, but the just that fact about me before I knew it, it really made me kind of search for an identity and I couldn't find it. I was like, I don't know where it is. So I started studying astrology and then the astrology took off into other systems of divination and like understanding just the fractal nature of reality and how everything's connected, generally speaking. Um, and so there's, you know, there's a lot of things that happened in between here and now, but most of it had to do with just, again, in human design, I'm a one, I'm a one three, which means that I like to study things and that I go really deep and that everything for me is trial and error. So I'm like, okay, like I'm going to keep looking for something until I feel secure about it. Um, other people may believe it before I do, but, um, but I really need to find that secure footing about these types of systems. And I joke all the time that I study them because I don't believe them. And so I'm waiting to find something that like makes it not true. Like just prove me wrong or prove, prove that I need to, basically I need to see that this is just true beyond a shadow of a doubt. And for me, finally, I feel like I've gotten into that place, which is a big deal because now it's like, okay, I'm ready to kind of share some of this stuff, even though I don't really, it's not my natural state to be in. Um, so yeah, I feel like that covers, that covers it. And I'm excited to have our conversation about what we're going to talk about today because for whoever listens to our podcast and whoever's here right now, um, this is kind of like a big, a, a big thing. So <laughs> I know, I know it is. Well, first I want to say that it's so cool that you can look back after the fact and connect your human design and astrology with like why you even stumbled upon it all in the first place and how just your blueprint is reflects of how you like approached it all with really just going deep into the research like you said trying to prove it wrong and then coming to this deep embodied belief in the work and because you've been going through the human design like going through the human design experiment and really like putting it into action or you know just as a projector, maybe less less action. <laughs> trying to live it, <laughs> trying bit. to live it. Yeah. yeah, really trying to live yeah. it, for sure. So, so then that leads me to my next question, which you were kind of like hinted at, but what made you, because I assume it was that you felt a need, this is an assumption, to dig deeper, which made you uncover the body chart. Like yeah. how did that whole process work? Because and you might pro you'll probably have to explain the difference between the two charts in you know as you answer this question but i'm really curious like what made you even uncover that because it's not something that's commonly talked about in the astrology and human design work and if i'm using the terminology incorrect like please just correct you're doing, me <laughs> you're doing excellent and okay um, you know, these are complicated things. So if you don't have a background in astrology, some of the stuff or even human design, some of the stuff may be confusing. So if you're listening to it, I invite you to now or later, I invite you to look up some of the words and the verbiage that I'm using just to just if you don't know what it what it means, and I'm not fully giving it a good treatment, because I tend to fly through things. But basically, 
within astrology, we're looking at a chart that has to do with our birthday. So it's our birthday, our birth time, our birth year. And the thing about the human design system is that it basically says that that we live in a biverse, not a universe, and also that there are two aspects to ourselves. Um, there are two aspects to ourselves. There is our personality consciousness, which is the thing that has never been born and never died. So it's it's like the thing that has been around since you could say the Big Bang, and it sits on top of basically like in within our head center but like not actually inside of our body and it is the passenger it is what is watching our experience and then there's the body and the body based on human design is from 88 days prior to birth and the bot and so you have a astrology chart for your birthday and then you have a body chart your design chart for your physical body and for me it's kind of funny because i studied carl jung and all of his theory and then i and i studied astrology because carl jung was into astrology but really archetypal realities mm -hmm. in general and then i studied human design and so other people a lot of other people who studied human design also studied uh astrology beforehand so i'm not alone in that but i think that if carl jung was alive for when human design came out he would be like freaking the f out because what he talked about is the unconscious and this place within us that we don't actually have access to consciously right in our mind there's this this set this secondary thing that exists within us that we can't really speak the language of because it doesn't speak in words and um and that is our body and so in a way you can actually map what Carl Jung would call the unconscious mind in your design chart. And so when you're looking at a design chart, there's black and red, there's design and personality. And what we identify with consciously when you're looking at somebody's human design chart is the black aspects of the chart. It's the personality aspects. It's why that when we're looking at our astrology chart, we identify with it because it is our personality. It's the thing that we think that we are. And then there's a secondary thing, you know, like I'm saying, there is this unconscious aspect of the self that is not, it's not the same thing as the personality. It's a separate crystal essentially of energy that's being brought together. I know this sounds, a lot of this sounds crazy, but, but I think if you really are feeling into yourself, um there you can feel like there's a split like why is my body doing something that my mind doesn't want it to do i think we ask ourselves those questions a lot when we're trying to quit habits things like that and you can actually look at your body and eat because you can't talk to it and say well what is my body like what if my body if we're gonna look at it from the perspective of what is my body's astrology chart and then we start to pull apart the different planetary placements of that. Um, what does my body want to do? Like, what is it trying to get to? What is its purpose for being here? Because the personality, the astrology of your personality, your birthday astrology, that thing is just here to watch and learn and have a level of awareness of the life. But it's not here to guide the life. 
not here exactly to be the decision maker in the life. The physical body is what's here to live the life. And so what happens a lot of times is like our mind is always running the show. Our personality, you can call it your not self in human design, is always running the show. And it's actually not in charge in any way, shape or form. Our bodies know what our trajectory is. Our bodies have all the information in them. And Carl Jung knew that there was an unconscious that was really propelling the life forward. And now we can actually like map it. Like we can actually say, okay, this is what my unconscious mind and my body looks like. And this, this is, you know, archetypally what my body, what the life of my body wants to be. So I can just kind of take a few steps back, my mental patterns, the things that are in my mind that I think that I need to accomplish and realize that it's not up to me and it's not up to my decision-making capacity, my logical self to be the one that's actually in charge of the directions of my life. My body will know where to go if I just give it some time and space um, to be the one to make the decisions. So I don't know, know Steffi, if that, that covers makes, every that makes so much sense and i love the vision that i'm getting from like the mind being the passenger and the, the body is the the like vehicle but also the the one the the road and also the navigation system right well yeah and it goes it goes beyond that like there's in human design i could get farther down the rabbit hole but there is, there's a driver of the vehicle and that's a magnetic monopole, which is what pulls the, these two aspects of self together. So it's what pulls the design and it's what pulls the personality crystal. So like these two aspects of consciousness because your personality is one aspect of consciousness, but your physical body, again, although it doesn't speak in words, it has its own intelligence and its own consciousness like a plant does, like an animal does. You know, it has its own awareness and there's something that pulls these two aspects of consciousness into one place, which is called the magnetic monopole. And it's supposed to live inside your, your basically within your G center, which is located in the liver in your physical body, but it's, it's the one that's driving and the, the vehicle is the body and the passenger which is our conscious minds in the back seat. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That makes total sense. And even as you were describing like the personality chart in the mind, I don't know if you know the answer to this question or if you have speculated, but why do you think that so much of the focus has been on the personality chart. Like to me, after you explain things, it's like, well, it's because it's connected to the mind and the mind is like the louder voice. So perhaps that's why. That's exactly, that's exactly why it's always been like that. And there's been, you know, astrologers have been studying this for centuries, but they didn't have any reason to be able to say, okay, 88 days before birth, there's this secondary or primary, I guess you could say, crystal that comes into the being, right? Like, because that was literally given information that was like brought down by a voice, which is like the strangest thing that you could possibly imagine. Um, and, you know, I would really invite anyone who's listening to this, to like get into human design, look into your stuff, experiment for yourself, 
this is all stuff that I can, I've experientially experienced within myself and started to understand myself through. And so I feel like I can speak with a level of certainty that I, that I strongly suggest that anyone who's listening goes out and if they're interested in this, finds um, on their own this level of certainty that I have. Uh, if they, you know, if they can, or if they're, if they're on the fractal, if they're interested in it. Um, so there's this quality of, well, we didn't have anything else to go off of beforehand. We didn't have this information of, there's two important dates, right? There's two important times. And now we do. And, you know, it seems like a bunch of craziness, but if you actually look at what your design chart looks like, you can start to be like, holy F, this is what my body has been trying to do while my mind is trying to push it down and suppress it because it's not living up to my mental expectations of what my life is supposed to look like. And so, you know, some, for some people, their, their personality, their mind and their body are more cohesive. They're more collectively comfortable with each other. And for other people, there's a real struggle. There's an oppositional feeling between these things. Would you so, see that on the chart or that's just like a, a felt sense of like it on an individual basis or is that some that dynamic can be seen on the chart when you compare the two i like, can you yeah i definitely think that you could see some certain things on the chart mm-hmm. stuff that's going on with the moon like people who have really happy moons in their personality chart the moon represents the body and so in your personality chart the relationship with the moon um and other planets can show you or where the moon is placed so it's not like hard and fast but usually it vibes i can tell for me because my mind and my body are they're oppositional towards each other in a sense or they're there's a, a there's a that quality which is what brought me here in the first place because i was like ah my body and my mind are not cool with each other we need to figure out how to get this 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 running a little bit more smoothly yeah. <laughs> uh, to say the least right um and you can see it in people who go to extremes like real real extremes whether it be with addiction or you know other behaviors that are extreme um there's usually a a, a, a mismatched or a conditioned relationship between the mind and the body that is just so unfortunate and not the way that it needs to be and it's also why when people say love yourself like this is what that means it means your mind has to learn to love your body and your body you you know your body it doesn't work in the same way it already loves you so it's like you know you have to your mind has to learn how to love your body and um it's not necessarily easy to do so i don't want to you know this is work, like the work of a lifetime, but the fact that we have access to it means that those of us who are confused or sometimes we feel like we're not living correctly, even though we're living according to our astrology chart, we're being a good Leo, we're being a good, you know, moon and Taurus, whatever, like as far as your personality goes. Um, and I even said this with you, Steffi, because it's like your personality, it's aware and the way that it, you can map it on an astrology chart and in your human design chart 
it has a limited perspective of what it is you are. It's missing half of the story. And so the way that you move in the world, you can't actually, um, you're not actually able to behold yourself. You can't see yourself fully. You can see half of yourself. And sometimes that half is really uh, insecure and sometimes that half is really inflated and sometimes that half is an egomaniac and sometimes that half is playing small, whatever it is, but whatever it is, it's not the whole picture, wow. which is the, the most important thing. And when I was looking at your chart, Steffi, I'm not going to totally get into you know the specifics of it, but it's so funny because you can see your personality in your personality chart and your, in, in what it is that you consciously are aware of and then there's this whole other creative realm within your design chart that like is so uh, like alive and also kind of antithetical to um like the cultural norms that it's like you know in a way if you weren't aware of it you could just sequester it into one specific area and never deal with it never talk to it, push it down, not acknowledge it, not accept it, right? And that's also why when, uh, like, Carl Jung was like, there's the parts of ourselves that we, if we don't accept, like, the dark parts of ourselves, and they are going to run our lives. And mm -hmm. so it's like the, the parts of ourselves that we push down, what happens, we end up seeing them come out because our body is moving towards, moving towards something that we refuse to acknowledge. And we don't have any control anyway. Our minds don't have any control anyway. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's, it's, it's a, a lot. lot. And it's also really liberating. Like when you probably looked at your body chart, like how did that feel? Oh, oh dude, I was just like, I was just like, this is effing crazy. <laughs> it's, it's like, this is crazy because I suddenly realized what everybody else was seeing because my personality is very, my personality chart is kind of like existentially like angsty and just, you know, and all that. But my, my body chart is a new moon. It's like this super bright new moon energy. Mm. And, um, and I was always wondering why people were calling me cute. I was like, what the, what do you mean I'm cute? You know, I'm like, what do you mean I'm cute? I don't feel like, I don't actually feel like I'm very cute. I feel like I'm existential and angsty, but like my body is doing its own little thing that I, behind my back, you know, like my personality can't see. And so I'm like, okay, like, I guess I can accept that about myself now. Also, I have a Sagittarius new moon in my third house. And so for anyone that knows astrology, Sagittarius is all about philosophical exploration. And third house is all about communication. Like there's just a level of personal ex experiential teaching that happens within that. And so it kind of liberated me to be like, I may not know what I'm saying half the time, what comes out of my mouth, but my body, it, it needs to say it. So like just letting myself just like be as weird and kooky as I am and stopping my, you know, my personality from being like, well, that's not going to be cool. People are going to think this and that of you. Like you're not normal, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, my, I'm just like, well, let's just let your body do what it wants to do, what it does best, what it likes to do. And, um, and that has been really, really liberating in a sense. And it's also made me realize, you know, people aren't really ready for all of this. Like, this is a big, 
ideal in so many ways for anyone who's been really interested in psychology, like I was saying, Carl Jung, to anyone who's been on the fringe in astrology, like, and then in the fringier fringe in human design, like, this is a very big deal. Like, this information is what, it's like the sorcerer's stone, you know, and, and, <laughs> and I was, like, joking with Steph because it was, like, people are, like, I'm, like, it's, it's, not everybody's going to be correct for this information. Not every, everyone's going to be on the fractal friends for this information. Not everyone is going to be willing to separate themselves from their mind and their not self and let their body live its life, even if they do know the information. Mm -hmm. They say something like it's 4% of 4% of people. And so it's no wonder that it's not like on every billboard, even though that's what I think it should be. Um, because it's not everyone's ready for it. It's it's really eccentric and wild. What are some examples? I mean, you don't have to get personal, but like some examples of things that you can uncover in the body chart that would be really beneficial to someone. Like I know like the healing aspect. Oh yeah. It's something we yeah. spoke about. Yeah. So there's this thing called PHS in human design and it's primary health systems and it, it's literally looking at your body and the way that your body works and the way that your body heals and so <laughs> there's um again experiment with this if you're listening don't just take my word for it see how it, it hits you but there are people whose bodies fall under specific binaries and there's three different binaries. There's the splenic binary. So if your body falls in this binary, then what you're gonna see is someone who, it really does work to use conventional medication concentrated. So it's like, these are the people who could do a round of antibiotics and they would really help them heal. Or the people who could use some kind of concentrated or acute medication or even a homeopathic naturopathic remedy something that's actually affecting the physical body and it will actually be helpful in maintaining the body right so um and 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 that's basically what most of western medicine is based on is the model of the splenic model but that's only one third of people um then there's there's another third of people who fall into something called the Ajna binary. And these people actually heal in a way that has more to do with their sight and their internal sight and their mind, the way that they perceive things, the way that they conceptualize things. These are people who can learn some piece of information and it changes their perspective and it changes their life, right? And they're able to heal their body of certain things because there was certain I guess you could say misalignments within their mind that was keeping their body sick. And you're not gonna really see conventional medicine deeply heal these people, right? It can, conventional medicine will still treat the symptoms and the symptomology for everyone. But getting to the root, you know, that's not always gonna be through conventional medicine. In fact, like I said, it's only one third of people. And then, like I said, the Ajna binary people, me and Steph, you're both under this. It's like the way that we think that's going to ultimately be the thing that's gonna change our lives and our health um, and our bodies and in, in both directions for good or for ill. 
And then the final binary is the emotional binary. And these people actually heal best in groups. And so that's also why you see so many, like there's like all these AA groups, there's Weight Watchers groups, there's even groups online who are doing non like medically or like physical body based healing where they're like getting together to do movement and things like that. And that is where they're going to do their real deep healing is around other people who are simultaneously healing in that way. And so you can understand that if you're someone who is supposed to heal in a group and you're constantly told that you just need to take medicine and you never enter into that group, like you're never going to really be able to heal. And same thing goes for the conceptualizing. Like if you're constantly taking medicine and I'm a perfect example of this because I have taken, I've had so many weird health issues that medicine would never work on. And it was like, I had to calm my nervous system. I had to work on my mental health health, like all of these things, my, my perspective, my perception, my mindset, you know, they all needed to shift the way that I saw the world in general needed to shift in order for me to heal. And I can attest to that being true for me. And then, you know, if someone who like who does need medicine, going into a group, instead thinking that that's where all their healing is going to get done, you know, it just it's just not everything is for everyone. Nothing is generalizable. Generalizable. Is that a word? Um, it should be. Generalizable. Not everything yeah. is, ge you can generalize. You cannot generalize everything. Everybody is different. Everyone is unique. No same, one thing works for everyone. And so the way that our society is built is that, you know, there's one way and that's not how it's going to be. That's not how it is. Mm -hmm. So, so that's and that's one aspect of it and like of course we can talk more about individual peoples if people want to reach out to me about what that looks like but this is kind of one of the things that you can start to understand about the way that your body heals that could answer a lot of questions very quickly if you've been sick with weird things for a long time and you just can't figure out why the ju the 50th juice juice cleanse is not working right so um yeah so so yeah so that's <laughs> that in and of itself is like um you know enough as far as me conceptualizing it enough to make me like interested in understanding the the body chart so yes. another thing i wanted to ask is you had mentioned something to me before about how understanding Understanding the body and is it like called the body chart or is it called the design, design chart? chart but like you can always say like you know if you say the body chart or the personality chart I'll understand sometimes it gets a little bit you know dicey because it's like when you're talking about a human design chart you're saying a human design chart but they really mean the whole thing but when you okay. say body chart or you say design chart I under I understand okay so for the for this conversation, I'm going to refer to it as a body chart. But you mentioned something about understanding the, the body chart and really, you know, embodying everything, all the information that it holds for you, being beneficial in like big planetary events. So like something like the eclipses and the retrogrades. Can you kind of go more into that and explain? why yeah. you believe this to be true 
So just basically why the um, planetary transits and the body chart, you know, it's, it's basically like you're looking at two things now. You're looking at which most of the time, what your personality is consciously aware of in terms of the transits. So we're constantly being conditioned. 100% of the time, there are planetary bodies that are conditioning us through neutrinos, which is a whole lesson in human design in and of itself. We're being conditioned always, 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 always. And sometimes we're being conditioned by human beings, people, and sometimes we're being conditioned, and all the time we're being conditioned by transits. Um, and we can be more aware of the transits effects on us, on, on our personality. Like we can kind of see certain things coming, mm -hmm. but when we're, our unconscious mind, our body is, is also having transits happen to it, right? And so transits might hit our body chart in a way that feels like something came out of left field for our physical physicality that we weren't ready for because it's happening to the body chart and not the chart that we identify with our personality chart or birth chart. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's these, these instances where you're going to get a lot more insight about things that actually happen to your physicality through the body chart when transits are happening, like eclipses or full moons or things like that, that typically or maybe generally wouldn't affect you based on common astrological insights, um, mm. but they do. So, because you have a different, there are two different charts. So, does that, does that answer? Yeah, it does. It does. Thank you for that. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so how does one find their body chart? How, is there a resource online or? There's a few different ways you can find it. You can literally just Google human design chart. But the thing is, is, you know, it takes a few steps to get the actual body chart. If you go to Jovian Archive, I believe, or Genetic Matrix, um, many, many of the charts that you're going to find online are going to show you the, um, the, the red and the black sides. You're going to be able to see the body chart and you're going to see the personality side and the design side. And you, you know, if you start to look into the different activations from that perspective, that'll give you an idea. However, if you want to look at your body chart from an astrological perspective, you're going to need to, when you pull up your human design chart, it will, it should, not on every, not on every server, but on most of them, it'll mm -hmm. say personality, birth date, and then it'll say design birth date. So for me, it's like my birth date is March 13th, and then my design date is three months prior to, 88 days prior to, or, um, it's, I believe, December 17th. So it's okay. like I have this, I have these two dates and it has an exact time. Um, and it's the same location as long as your mom wasn't traveling yeah. <laughs> when, you, when, she, when she was, um, when you were in utero. So, uh, so if you see that time date, like that time and date, the design time and date, when you pull up your human design chart, you can plug that date into an astrological chart. So another thing you can Google online through astro.com 
even cafe astrology. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can get a free chart online and then you can see that and you're going to be able to see your, your design. And just to say your design is always three months prior to, and so Steffi's a Leo. So she's her, her body's a Taurus. I'm a Pisces. So three months before that, my body's a Sagittarius. And so there's this kind of like consistency within the modality of the sun sign. You're always going to have that. You're never going to see someone whose body is a Leo and then their design is like an Aries. It's always a consistent um, 88 days or one quarter of, of the wheel movement. So, so yeah, so that's a little bit, if anyone has any questions, you can feel free to DM me because I know it's not really that easy to. Yeah. You describing all that. I'm like, that sounds like too much work. Just, just message Sarah and book a session with her and she can help you. I can send you, um, I can send you just, just like the, the links I can send the links or I can comment the links or something like that. But it is, you know, this is why not everybody's really talking about it, I think. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a really big insight for those of us who are into this kind of thing. Yeah. After you describing the process of finding it, like, I'm, I'm like, of course, Sarah would do that. <laughs> I can just picture you just deep in it, just like trying to figure out everything. It's so you. Well, and it's so funny because it's like, I can't even picture myself doing that because it's like, that's my, unco- like that, the whole, everything with me in astrology is all my body. Like it's all my body. It's all my unconscious. Like that's my personality is like, why are you into this? Like, it's so, come on, can you be into something else? And I'm like, my body's like, no, like, this is what we're doing. Mm. So, um, so yeah, it's funny. You're like, I can see you doing that. You can see it from the outside. I can't see myself. Like, why am I doing this? Like, but, but, um, from the outside, it makes sense. Yeah. Is there, is there anything else you would like to leave with people um, about this? I don't think think so i think we did a really good treatment of it it's really complex deep there's a lot going on it's questionable which is why i always say to everyone look into this yourself like i'm not here to prove anything to anybody i could care less but but i i do think this is really amazing information and so if you have ears to hear it then look into it yourself and Mm -hmm. talk to me um so I think that that kind of summarizes uh, the only thing that I would want to leave people with. Fantastic. Well, thank you for doing this random thing with me. I feel like my body was in communication with your body, your Sagittarius and in, in your third house was like, yeah, let me get on an IG live to talk about this. So like we, we had a little communication happening there. So um, yeah, so if you have any questions at all, be sure to reach out to Sarah at Third Eye Kiss. Uh, she'll be tagged in here and we can like, she can share the links and things with you. But um, yeah, we hope you all have a beautiful evening, a lovely rest of your winter solstice and um, happy holidays. And I'm sure we'll be doing more of these in you know, some shape or form. So thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you, Safi. Bye. Bye. Bye.